Hello and welcome to another edition of Caterer.com Catch-Ups. I'm Lance Opnarayan and I'm delighted to say today I have with me Head of Rowledge Associates, Adam Rowledge. Adam, hello. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well. Very. It seems like an age since we've seen each other in real life. Uh, no. How have you been keeping during, uh, during all this malarkey? Yeah, really good, thank you. Really good. Very fortunate I live nice and close to the beach, so getting out for those daily walks has been very enjoyable indeed and uh, and keeping busy with, with lots of stuff. So, yeah, all good. I hope you are too. Yes, I, I am, thank you. It's been, it's been uh, you know, it's had its ups and downs. Um, my sanitizer leaked in my trouser pocket the other day. Um, <laughs> this is all part of the new world, isn't it? It was a bit soggy, but I was very clean. Um, so for those who don't, yeah, (laughs) say no more, uh, for, for those who don't know, and I don't think there are many, tell us a little bit about, uh, yourself and tell us about Rowledge Associates too, please. Thank you very much. So yes, I, um, had a fantastic career in the, in the hotel industry, um, spanning about 18 years up until not far off this time last year, actually. And since then have, um, been working as a keynote speaker and uh, managing director of Roundage Associates, as you say, and we help businesses and organizations to create amazing workplaces to improve performance and create competitive advantage through their people. Terrific, terrific. And it's been going all well. Because I remember when you started it, uh, um, the, the associates, um, and it's been going well since then. Really well, yeah. It's uh, weirdly going to be a better sort of time over the next few months than it was for this time last year, which you'd have thought, given everything, uh, wouldn't possibly be the case. The only difference is this time last year I was uh, traveling off to, to Japan and Dubai and New York, and I'm going to be doing most of my work from the comfort of my own home for the next few months, but that's that's got its advantages as well, for sure. Yeah, yeah, brave new world, my goodness, my goodness. Um, thanks for talking to me today, Adam. It's, it, it really is, it's, it's great to be able to, to talk to you today. Um, I'd just like to begin by, by asking you, you know, with so much change uh, across the structure of hospitality teams, right now and uh there's been so many job losses unfortunately how do you think employees can sort of best maintain engagement with, with their workforces just to ensure retention and and productivity yeah i think there's never been a more important time to to focus on our people and i think that's going to be the key for businesses to be successful over the the next sort of 12 to 18 months that we all know how challenging uh, an environment is going to be from a customer perspective and, and guest perspective and the only way to really deliver that is going to be through our our people and really going back to the basics of what makes a great employee experience so starting with with being fundamental about our values and focusing on those and how we exhibit those internally, because the way that we exhibit our internal values is the way that we exhibit our external uh, sort of brand promise, if you like. So I think that's going to be the, the cornerstone, really, of, of what we do. And I think a lot of the things that have been really focused on over the last uh, few months, especially when we were in the kind of the tightest period of lockdown, really just driving home uh, the importance of communication and trust within our teams as well. So communicating as regularly as possible, understanding the needs of our team um, and being as open and honest about radical candor is going to be really important because I think we all recognize there are going to be uh, more challenging times uh, ahead. It's not not over by a long stretch. Um, and we all need to kind of really pull together on this. So I think that's going to be the, the key thing. And uh, I know that, uh, you know, we're going to sort of talk a little bit about well-being, but 
it is going to be challenging and I think we need to really look after the, the well-being of our teams during this time because it's great to have an engaged team but you can actually have an over-engaged team and that can lead to burnout which is very dangerous as well. It's, it is an important issue, yes, and I'd like to, I like, I would like to touch on that now, because when it when it comes to um, happiness, uh, well-being in the workplace, what would you suggest employers need to be doing to support their teams? Um, is is it, do you do you think that well, that a focus on well-being is going to be the new norm? I sincerely hope so. It's, it's. Uh, I know there's some some businesses have been doing some fantastic stuff for a number of years on this front, but I think um, you know the hospitality industry has had its its challenges with regards to well-being, and and you know has created a bit of a reputation for itself for itself in in certain ways. And I think that this whole situation that that we're in has really accelerated what should have been happening previously, uh, and a lot of businesses have taken a much more proactive approach to, to doing this so i think that's that's the real key is to to be proactive in doing it because there's some good resources to help us deal with things when you know when they're they're, they're not as we need you know need them to be for our people like um, employee assistance programs and 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 so on but really creating a great employee experience and understanding the needs of our teams is the key to this because everyone's got different needs you know some people you know, for example, don't really need to come to work for the money. They just come to work because they want the kind of the social aspects of it and they find it really engaging um, and they need that kind of for mental stimulation. They perhaps wouldn't do it if they didn't get paid. But you know, for other people, <laughs> you know, the financial well-being thing is much more important. Um, and you know, everyone has different stuff going on in their, their lives. So as well as work, the fact that we're having to deal with with you know, obviously the you know situation with COVID-19 and people have got all sorts of different things going on. So I think really engaging with every single different team member and understanding what their needs are is going to be the key to, to to maintaining that and you know ultimately we will get through this because there are challenges you know we had the two years worth of global financial crisis um, and, <laughs> and there's been many many other things so I think that's going to be the, the the key to really make sure we were able to position our teams because we don't want to have well-being issues in our teams for the business sake as well as for the sake of our people because you know things are really tight as they are and we can't really afford from a business perspective to be losing people through uh, not looking after their well-being and, and having to recruit new people i know the jobs market is very different to what it was 12 months ago uh, but still there's a massive cost and an investment into recruiting people and training them up to the level where our existing team members are well um, everyone's got their own ideas of what, of what a good um, well-being program should be or can be what would you, what in your mind what would be it, I mean, and it all, obviously it depends from from situation to situation if your hotel restaurant whatever but what do what do hospitality leaders need to be focusing on do you think so for the large part when i work with with, with businesses on their well-being structure i kind of break it down into four areas so we look at physical well-being mental um financial and social well-being so you know, there, there, there is a bit of interplay uh, between those and sort of different definitions, but they they actually interlink quite, quite significantly, especially a lot of things linking back into into mental well-being. So, for example, um, you know, financial well-being. So, if people have been furloughed on eighty percent and you know not being able to to get you know additional tips and those sorts of things, 
that's never going to have a positive effect on their mental uh, well-being. Um, and, and, you know, as a result of that, they may then not be sleeping well, they may not be eating well, physical well-being gets affected and so on and so forth. So I'd really um, urge people to sort of think about it in terms of those, those perhaps those different uh, categories initially. And just looking at the sort of the basic components, because if you improve all of these things a little bit, then it, it all sort of goes to, to, to help. And it doesn't have to cost necessarily um, a significant amount of money, which I think is a bit of a barrier for people sometimes is they think, oh, it's going to cost us a lot of money to um, you know, to implement these things. But you know, it can be something as simple as just looking in a bit more detail at, at rotoring, for example, to ensure that team members can get um, enough sleep between their shifts, but also that you're helping them to understand you know, what can help them to get better sleep in terms of you know, when it's best to stop drinking of an evening. Um, and when I say drinking, I don't just mean alcohol. Um, but, you know, you know, what sort of foods are good to eat late at night? How can you create a good environment to, to sleep? And I know none of these things are always perfect, especially if you're sharing a house with five people. But everything that you can do to improve these things will um, ultimately help providing great um, staff food. Because obviously most hospitality businesses will provide will provide food and that's something that's always been complained about <laughs> most businesses <laughs> i've worked in um but, you know good nutritious food that that fuels you for a day of, of you know quite frankly hard work because we, don't, we all know it's a difficult industry to work in is really really important and people can't survive on just chips um invisible ones or not <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> good point good point um of course, you know, uh, it's going going back to, 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 you know, it's been a difficult time. Obviously, we've said this. Nobody wants to let people go. But inevitably, you know, most employers are having to make some redundancies. Um, and we're hearing mixed reviews on how people are being treated throughout the process. In your experience, what's your, and drawing on that, what's your best advice to employers on making sure that any redundancies are handled in the best possible way? Definitely, I think, you know, we all recognise, you know, we've been in this now for a number of months, and I think everyone is sort of quite realistic about the fact that this is going to happen at, you know, throughout all organisations. But I think the key really is to, to be very open about things. And, uh, you know, I've spoken to a number of people in the industry recently who are very, you know, sort of anxious because of the level of uncertainty still. You know, they're still on furlough, don't know if they're going to be coming back, when they're going to be coming back, if it's going to be on the same term, same position, that sort of thing. So I'd really urge um, employers, first and foremost, to have those open conversations. Even if you don't know the answer, you know, it's okay to tell people that we don't know the answer, but as much as we can do to create that level of of certainty about about something. So if it's, you know, if our minds wander, you know, naturally, we almost always think of the worst case scenario, and it may not necessarily be that case. But I think for me personally, I you know I went through a redundancy when I worked at the the Hempel, which was in 2012. Um, you know, certainly very different situation to the the one we're in currently. Um, but the hotel was closing, and everyone was being made redundant. And I just remember what a positive um, experience that actually was. Which I know sounds a bit bizarre when you you know you're losing your your job, but the way in which it was done. 
um, were, were sort of faultless in, in my experience, and that was you know through. Can, can you talk me through it? T- t- yeah, talk me of through course. The yeah, really. Um, I mean, obviously there was the sort of the the technical um, stuff that had to be done in terms of the consultation process, even though it was you know the hotel was closing and it was obvious that it all had to be done. You know, we had to to, to, to still do that. Um, but what really made the difference, I think, was the fact that everyone pulled together. So not only um, was it, you know, the, the general manager and the senior management team, which I was part of, supporting members of the organisation through our networks to gain future employment, but, you know, the CV clinics that, you know, the helping people to, to, to identify appropriate jobs. And some in some cases, people did leave the industry, which obviously was sad, but, you know, everyone who left that, that hotel went on to gain employment in a, in a job which was either better paying or a, you know, a more senior role than they were in at, at the Hempel, which you know, I think is, you know, just goes to sort of show how well it was done that everyone was able to do that. Very different situation now, obviously, with you know, far fewer jobs uh, available, but I still remember that, you know, very much there was a, a real sort of positive feeling of you know, we were doing everything that we could to to support people make sure they had exactly what they needed that they considered what the implications might be for them in terms of um you know obviously some people had greater uh, redundancy packages than others due to length of service and and so on and yeah just a real sort of camaraderie of it but it was all done very you know open honest communication this is why it's happening um you know because although some people are going to be made sadly redundant. Some people are going to keep their their jobs as well. And I think just as some people may have wondered why they were furloughed and other people weren't furloughed in, in some instances, yeah. you know, it's going to be the, it's going to be the same with redundancy. Well, what you know, why is that person not being made redundant? And why I'm so just being totally honest with people is is definitely the best way forward. And people will remember this because you know, in a few years' time, things will be much better. Um, and you know you still have your employer brand to to think of um as well and you know if you're letting a really talented member of your team sadly go you still want them to leave with a really positive impression of, of how that was done in the hope that you'll work together either in the same business in the future or you know we, we all know people move move around uh, in, in our industry and, and those relationships um, are really really important i think so I think that's the, the real key is to sort of do it compassionately with you know absolute honesty and and to really support people as much as possible. Fantastic, fantastic. How do you see uh, your role in what you do and your consultancy? How do you see it moving forward within the next year? Let's say how do how do you how are you going to move forward? So uh, the majority of my work now is, is speaking at conferences and uh, facilitating workshops and, and, and mentoring people. So I think the, the consultancy tends to happen um, quite often off of the, of the back of that. Uh, but certainly things are, as I said earlier, going quite well at the moment. So um, I've foreseen more of that and because hospitality is one of a few industries that I, um, I work with. I'm not necessarily um as exposed if you like to the to some of the challenges but uh you know i'm really passionate about the industry and it's it's difficult for me to not be in a business i've I found it quite difficult to you know not be in a business sort of thinking oh, i wish i had a team that i could support but then the benefit is i have you know lots of teams in lots of different businesses that i can um i can help in some way at the moment and i think we're still in quite a transition phase at the moment obviously with furlough coming to an end and some businesses still not even um open yet especially in, in london with ho- in hotels so 
still a, a bit of a period of, of uncertainty but one thing is for sure that our teams are going to be what help us get out of this um and i think you know the more that we can do to support them the better brilliant adam i know you're you, you're very busy so i want to thank you very much for talking to me today and taking the time to do so uh no, it's, it's great been a real pleasure again. oh always always and i hope we can get together in the not too distant future and uh clink glasses that'll be Definitely. great thanks very yeah, much brilliant. indeed Thanks so much, Adam. It's been great. All the best. And you, bye for now.